Today's Monday, November 26, 2018, and it's been a while. I'm Jordan Trevino, and welcome to another episode of Medium Moments. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Creed 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, The Haunting of Hill House, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Looking forward to getting back into it. start off, I want to put a little footnote in here saying I may not have seen a lot of the classic film franchises. And one of these classic film franchises that I haven't seen is the Rocky series. So going into Creed 2, that was a bit of a shock for me because a lot of people I know say this is their favorite, they enjoy it so much, and I never really understood why. It's a boxer. Why do I have to get involved in this? But these films do a lot of good work and just Creed 2 alone I feel more incentivized to watch the rest of the series now so let's go ahead and get started with Creed 2 Creed 2 goes something like this in 1985 Russian boxer Ivan Drago killed former US champion Apollo Creed Against the wishes of his trainer, Rocky Balboa, Apollo's son, Adonis Johnson, accepts the challenge from Drago's son. Under guidance from Rocky, Adonis trains for the showdown of his life. Now Johnson and Balboa must confront their shared legacy as the past comes back to haunt each man. So to get on with the pros of this movie, this movie did a really good job at connecting the past with modern times, and I enjoyed that very much because I haven't seen the previous movie that connected this movie to... Um, the franchise and when I saw Creed 2 in theaters I'm thinking I don't know anything about this I know there's a boxer like I guess but then just watching this movie alone I felt so infused into the whole series I felt like I never missed anything and that felt like a really good thing As mentioned previously, this movie was great at mixing the modern with the past. So that can sometimes be a dual-edged sword because that's actually what I'm considering to be a con for this movie as well. When I was watching this movie, I'm thinking, oh, this is pretty formulaic. I know what's going to happen in the next scene. Of course, this is going to happen. And at the very end, Adonis comes out on top and the end, we can all go home. Now, this movie could have been a little bit different in the fact that maybe Adonis doesn't come out on top at the very end. What if? Like, that is the big shocker. And But that didn't really happen, and we kind of saw more of the same. At the end of this movie, a lot of the people stood up and cheered, which I understand, but I kind of wanted a more shock of a reaction rather than just something we've previously been seeing. So going up next, our next movie is going to be Ralph Breaks the Internet. I keep wanting to call this movie Wrecker Ralph 2, but that's technically not the name. It's actually called Ralph Breaks the Internet, but if I call it Wrecker Ralph 2, just know what I'm talking about. So essentially, video game bad guy Ralph and fellow misfit Vanellope have to go into the internet to replace a 
steering wheel that fell off of Vanellope's racing arcade game in the real world. So once they go into the internet, they go through different websites and then they order the part. And to us in this podcast, that sounds like super mundane, right? But the film did a great job at kind of bringing all of that to life. And the internet felt like this place where a lot of cool things happen. And there was a lot of great references throughout this whole movie. There was even a Fortnite reference, which I thought was funny, but the movie itself did a good job at playing off of the different pop culture kind of memes that go with the internet, and I thought that was great. The only major con with this movie is that the film focuses very heavily on the friendship of the main two, so heavily that everybody else kind of falls to the background and you don't know anything else about them. There was no mention or hardly any mention of the original video game characters. It mainly focuses on the internet, essentially, and what's come from those those kind of youtube videos in this movie it's called buzztube but it makes fun of that and that's great and all but just that was it it was just focusing on the friendship of the main two characters and like that's that's a story in itself it had a great moral point to it but there could have been something else there instead so let's go ahead and focus on the haunting of hill house The Haunting of Hill House is based on a book of the same name and essentially follows five children as they grew up in this house. This, I guess you could say, haunted house. I don't know what gave that away. But they grow up in this house and then they leave due to some traumatic events and later in life they have to come back and confront that. And this show on Netflix was really good. I enjoyed a lot of the scares. That was probably one of the best. If you love scary shows or movies, this is something that you should be watching, honestly. There was some great acting, which I enjoyed. And that's kind of what I remember the most about it, though. The the tension was the most I've ever felt from a scary movie or show in such a long time. And it's been a while. But this, the pacing does a great job because when this show starts, you're not expecting how tense and everything this show actually gets because you're like, oh, this is just going to be something I've seen before or whatever. But then you kind of realize you're in the next episode, everything's kind of getting more real and you're like, wow, okay. I can't put this show down. Are you still watching? Yes, I'm still watching. One small little con about this show is that there were some moments where it just got slow and you didn't feel as involved with the siblings and you just didn't 
care too much about what they had to say and you were kind of harking on that high of when am I going to get scared next? When am I going to get scared next? And that's a good feeling, but that shouldn't just be the focus of the show. They try to infuse elements of a drama in it too, which I didn't really enjoy. I just kind of pushed that away and I just wanted to be scared, honestly. But I, it's kind of understandable because you can't have a good story and expect just jump scares. Just look at every other scary movie out there these days. So going up next, we are talking about The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, also on Netflix. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is directed by the Coen brothers, and it's essentially six short films wrapped into one two-hour-long event. And it's kind of hard to go into the plot because I would have to individually go into each of these short stories. But just know that they're tied by the Old West. And it's really interesting because each story has its ups and downs, lefts and rights. One story is a drama, one story is something else, etc., etc. But there's a little bit of everything here, which I think is the big pro. And if you're a fan of Western films like I am, then you'll definitely enjoy this one. One of the major cons of this movie is that some of the stories are way more interesting than the others. Some stories you're invested, 100% got your attention, but then the next story following that is completely boring and you're forcing yourself to watch it and thinking to yourself when's the next one when's the next one but if you stay through with it there's always something in each of these stories that makes you say wow i'm glad i stayed with that To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash media moments to become a monthly supporter. Donations just like these help keep podcasts alive and well all over the world. Thank you.